PulseCast is written and produced by students at SUNY New Pulse. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of SUNY New Pulse. Welcome to PulseCast, an original student-produced podcast from the campus of SUNY New Pulse. This is season one, covering everything from food to folklore. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we've enjoyed creating. Subscribe for new episodes and topics every semester. Where do you want to go to dinner tonight? Have you been to Asian Fusion? Yeah, love it. B-side? Of course. Mmm, Main Street Bistro. Ugh, so good. Need new places to eat? Drive 10 minutes from New Paltz and we've got you covered. On this episode of PaltzCast, we ventured past the New Paltz border into Gardner and Rosendale to explore some discreet and delectable restaurants. My name is Etsuko Kizawa. She's the owner of Soy in Rosendale, a cozy home-style Japanese restaurant. My name is Dana Goldblatt. I've lived in the area about 12, 13 years, and I've been a chef for a good chunk of that. Dana owns Mountain Harbor Deli, the last stop before the trek up to Lake Minnewaska. We do breakfast and lunch here, so it's like, you know, we have a good morning crowd. You know, like a lot of, you know, local workers come, you know, start the day off in here. You know, it's, it's a steady, busy day all day long. We do, you know, we do a pretty solid business here. A lot of, during the weekends, we get a lot of tourists coming up over the mountain. That's Mike, the owner of Cafe Mio. Cafe Mio is a welcoming, ambient environment, which offers not only quality service, but quality food as well. We asked these restaurant owners some questions about their careers, as well as the struggles they face, especially during these difficult times. I come in way before the sun comes up. You know, I start cooking off bacon and brewing coffee and doing just slicing meats and cheeses. And, you know, people come in, I get to meet all types of, you know, fun tourists from fun places. And I've been getting to know all the regulars and the locals around, and they're just very sweet people. I do that for about 15 hours, and then after, way after the sun goes down, I get ready for the next day, I clean everything up real good, and I go home and do it again. Part of Mike's daily routine is preparing his famous corned beef hash. The biggest seller, corned beef hashes are like number one. We can't keep that in, in-house here. It's just as, as quick as we make it, it goes, so that's probably the most popular dish. Well, the most popular dish is spicy tuna balls, spicy tuna, raw spicy tuna over um, sushi rice with avocado slices. It's very simple but very satisfying. When I went, I got niku jaga, which is beef with potatoes, carrots, and onions, and it was delicious. But next time, I'm definitely going to try the treasure sacks, which are tofu pouches filled with even more exquisite ingredients. I just like good old American food, you know, the Philly cheese, the Italian combo. I don't don't know if that's American or not. (laughs) But, you know, just real good sandwiches, just made everything I'm trying to do as from scratch as possible. You know, just made fresh as often and by me as I can. It was definitely fresh when we went to Mountain Harbor Deli for breakfast. I had the bacon, egg, and cheese, which was simple but delicious. So I got the Mountain Dweller, which was a sausage, egg, and cheese with pepper jack cheese, jalapenos, grilled peppers, and onions. Honestly, as a Long Islander, that was the best sausage, egg, and cheese I've had upstate. And I got the Hungry Man, which included three fried eggs, sausage, bacon, cheese, home fries, all on a sub. Trust me, I was extremely full. 
had the restaurant in New York City for 15 years, so I still have followers. People come up as destination, and lots of locals too. It's all the mixture of people. We have people that come from like Poughkeepsie, New, who would drive 45 minutes to an hour just to come here. They're not necessarily going hiking or they're tourists. They're just, you know, make the trip, especially out here. It's, it's kind of cool when you hear for some of these. We have a couple that comes from New Jersey every two weeks just to drive up here to come and eat and go back. I'm like, there's nothing in between here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm flattered, but that's a, this is a crazy drive to just go get some breakfast. But, it's, you know, it's flattering. While Etsko from Soy and Mike from Cafe Mio have fan bases that make the trek to the Hudson Valley, Dana from Mountain Harbor Deli is just beginning to build his presence with his customers. I mean, it depends on, you know, the season, you know, the time of year. Uh, in the fall, we get all the leaf peepers, all the, you know, the people, they mob the place. Um, I've actually only been in here about four weeks, so it'll be interesting to see coming up. I know I used to work down at Huckleberry in New Paltz. Good place, good people. But we were crazy during October with tourists. And then we would slow down after that for the winter and get mostly, you know, little groups of locals. A lot of family members have been, you know, joking about how, you know, we're, I'm, this is the start of this big, massive chain. I say, I, I don't like that. You know, I believe that as the owner of a business, you need to be in there. You know, the majority of the time you got to be leading, you know, your team. You got to be working harder than everybody else. Lead by example, you know, and be here so you can, you know, contribute and more than one spot. I can't be in two places at once, and I don't want to be the boss of somebody who I'm not actively there to, you know, take part and help them. It's it's enough as it is. Doing, you know, it's I wouldn't two locations. Are, <laughs> too much is too much sometimes. You know, this is a good size. It's comfortable. We have a good team. You know, it's, it's manageable. It's you know. From 2020 to 2021, restaurants have had to adjust to no capacity, half capacity, and now to a fully operational business again. This is their first-hand experience with the aftershock of 2020 and the obstacles still facing the industry. Because we were, you know, relegated to just take out only for quite a while, and then um, when we did reopen, it was half capacity, so it really limited. People weren't going out nearly as much to begin with when that all went down. We actually expanded during that time, so we the space was only really to where this little opening is and then there was another shop there so it was actually during the pandemic the beginning we actually knocked out the wall in between and expanded so that gave us a little more room to actually put tables in spaced out so it, it helped us out a lot in that sense once we were able to actually have diners in the dining room we were able to have a little more room to, to spread the tables when it had to be a 50% capacity and six feet spacing so um, that's awesome. We gave some time for some renovation and all yeah that, yeah so. we took advantage of the, Silver the forced downtime yeah exactly <laughs> There's always staffing problem. That's always an issue for food industry, and especially during the pandemic and beyond. Staffing is always the issue. I just deal with it at a time. I can't, yeah, there's like nothing much I can do. If I can't find anybody, I just do everything myself. Well, honestly, ever since the end of the world last year, and even before then, it's been an issue that's been getting worse and worse, and just the pandemic set it over the edges. You can't find people work. Nobody wants to work. And it's not some crazy mysterious reason. It's because bosses, a lot of them suck. Jobs aren't paying, you know, a livable wage. People aren't proud of their job. But the few people that I've had come in here, you know, we're still transitioning to ownership, but my very, very base starting, I want to be 15, 16 an hour plus tips. You know, that's just the beginning. And as the business grows, 
you know, I want to be able to pay just the average counterperson 20 bucks an hour plus tips. You know, if I'm going if if my dream comes true and I make my millions of dollars off this, you know, I want the people, you know, who come in here and help me do it and are part of my family to share the, the wealth and be well off. Though times were tough, with no telling when the regulations for restaurants would be lifted, owners stayed hopeful and stayed in good spirits till they could do what they loved doing again. It changes over time, I definitely have to say that. Like different things have different motivators. Um, I have kids now too, which definitely makes me keep my head down and go to work every day, you know, it's like, um, but we have a lot of, like I said, we have a lot of great followers local, locally and a little further, just, you know, you see their faces, you know, they're coming here, it's like, it, you know, you feel like you're doing something right, you know, so it kind of keeps you, keeps you going for that. The people you meet in these kitchens, just, oh my God, I've, I've never met people like there's any other field, they're the most real people, and, you know, I just, I wanted to be like them, and so here I am, I'm, I'm trying to be like that. Just loving the food <laughs> and having yeah, great food and that changes my mood and keeps me healthy and happy. Going out to eat is a way for us all to escape our daily lives, just like watching TV shows or reading a favorite book. Nothing brings people together like good food. And that's made possible by the people at places like Soy, Cafe Mio, and Mountain Harbor Deli. It takes time, dedication, and sacrifice from these restaurant owners. Yeah, just uh, I wanted to say out to whoever might be listening that we're doing our grand reopening. It's going to be in about two months because we are still transitioning, waiting for all the paperwork. It's going to be Bubby's Deli, you know, traditional comforting food, you know, good sandwiches and just warm, loving atmosphere. We're going to try to do barbecue and have some outdoor games in the warm time and soups and stews and hot food in the winter. So come on by. I'd like to meet you. My name is Dana Goldblatt and I hope you have a good day. This podcast has been made by Andrew Wright, Leisha Rothenberg, and Ryan Resta. And a special thanks to Dana, Mike, and Etsko for coming on the show. This episode of PulseCast was brought to you by SUNY New Pulse's DMJ 393 podcasting class. Special thanks to Ed and Gina Carroll for their generous support. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every semester.